This episode of the Consider Your Mind podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. For new listeners who may not know, Consider Your Mind was started from my own personal mental health journey that began with me seeking the help of a therapist. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. As a special offer to Consider Your Mind listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash ConsiderYourMind. That's BetterHelp.com slash ConsiderYourMind. Time for the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Consider Your Mind podcast, episode seven. Lucky number seven. Oh, yeah. Lucky seven, man. Mm -hmm. It's already seven episodes in. Already, man. They call it the number of perfection, so we're going to see. Ooh, I like that. The number (laughs) of perfection. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Guys, last week we touched, uh, in episode six, we pretty much touched base on suicidal thoughts. If you guys missed that episode, feel free to go back and check it out. Definitely powerful episode. Powerful. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, suicide is nothing to play with. It's something serious that I'm sure has affected a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, there's a hotline number out there that you can reach out to as well. Yep, it's in all we the description boxes, it. you know, for the uh, episode. So definitely uh, yeah. utilize that, hey, if you're going through anything like that, man. So, but, uh, yeah, we're changing, the, you know, kind of the beat on this episode. Um, expanding a little bit on um, some of the stuff I, you know, put out on social media. For y'all that don't know, uh, we do have a TikTok. We're on Instagram, you know, Twitter. We do, we're on all the social medias. We have a Facebook, you know, page. Please like it. Consider your mind podcast. Um, but one of the things I do is after my therapy session, you know, I have one this week, and um, I go in my car and I kind of talk briefly about what we talked about while it's kind of fresh on my mind. And so one of the things that's kind of a consistent, you know, theme that, you know, that I was kind of run throughout my therapy is this idea of, um, you know, self-sabotage or, and it comes from this thing called cognitive dissonance, you know? So, um, we're going to go into a little bit of that, um, and as well as, um, kind of how that leads into other actions and other, you know, that need for cognitive, that cognitive dissonance, sorry, that we all deal with and how it actually manifests in, you know, behaviors that are more common. And we see, you know, you're going to recognize some things in yourself maybe today. So, hey, don't shoot the messenger. You know, we're here to inform, <laughs> you know, uh, we're here to inform, man. So that's yeah, what we're getting into lot, today. It's a lot to talk about. I know you also mentioned talk about closure. Um, mm-hmm. people, you know, whatever situation is, is always good to get closure. But mm-hmm. in reality, unfortunately, based on situations, sometimes you won't get that closure. So how do you go about finding that closure? And I could speak on my experience in one particular relationship where mm-hmm. things didn't go, you know, the way they, you know, the way I planned. But yep, at the like end of that. the day, yeah. But at the end of the day, I still had to live with the outcome. I still had to go about my day, go about my business. But mm-hmm. the thing that weighs on my mind is just why did it turn out? the way that it did, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll never get closure from that person as to why. Mm-hmm. And it, at that time, it would eat me up inside, you know, like, is it because of me? Is it something I did? Is it something wrong with me? Yeah. And you start questioning things about yourself, you know, and 
that's not a good place to be in when you start questioning your own beliefs and your yeah, own your morals. mind becomes like a playground for just negative thoughts you know anything that you were thinking yes. about yourself any insecurities and all of a sudden bam now it's got fertile ground to plant those little seeds of doubt and it's something that we were actually touching on again in the last podcast you know dealing with lost part two it was when you know someone does take their life and we lose a loved one like that there's that lack of closure you know, um, sometimes people do leave a note or do say something, you know, give an explanation of why they did what they did. And so I guess that can be somewhat of that. Um, but still, um, especially if there is no, there, that's what that's what that hurt is. Part of that pain, too, that we were speaking on. We didn't use the word, but yeah, there, there's no, you know, closure. Okay, what could I have done? Is this my fault? You know, um, you know, all these all these things that we're feeling, it, it, it kind of stemmed from that, that, um, that lack of closure. And I just got that image as you were talking of like, all right, man, now you've, you've planted, you've set, you've tilled the soil, so to speak, you know, broke up the ground to plant seeds of all any kind of negative thoughts, any type of self-destructive, you know, ideas and negative things about ourselves to make it think it's our fault, you know? Right, right. Yeah, man. And it's, you know, at some point, even when you get closure, you know, mm -hmm. or they even give when you, you get closure... It, yeah. Is it mm -hmm. sometimes it's not enough, but that's, is that just based on your own, mm. like it's not enough for you? How, how do you deal with that? You know, cause for me, Ooh, that's a it's, good question. It, it was like, it gets tough because it's like, you could give me an answer or give me some type of closure that I was looking for, but at the end of the day, it might not be enough for me. So now it comes down to just yourself, you know, mm -hmm. you just have to accept it. Whether that person gave you the answer that you want to hear or not. It's, mm -hmm. you have to accept some type of closure. You have to find it yourself too, because sometimes it's not always on the other person to give you that closure. Sometimes you have to go around it and accept it yourself and be like, you know what? Yeah. Even though this person is not giving me the closure that I wanted, I'm going to have to accept the closure for myself. Yeah. They gave you an answer, even if it's not the answer you wanted, you do have one sometimes, and, but it yeah. doesn't necessarily give you the feeling of making you feel better, you know? And it comes down to just accepting it. You know, you got to, it's another big thing when you deal with mental issues is accepting what's going on. You know, mm -hmm. you could fight it all you want, ignore it all you want. It's still going to be there until you come to yeah. terms with it. You know, you have to understand that these are the things you got to live with mm -hmm. and you got to learn to cope with these issues. Coping skills. And you know, accept it. Yeah, acceptance. That's one, of the, yeah. that's one of the stages of grief, you know, I hear, you know, five stages of grief. You know, I think what's that one, like the final acceptance. And so I think, you know, when we talked about grieving, we yes. talk about loss, when we talk about, you know, um, all these different things, that's part of it too. I think we go through it a lot more than we think, like coming to terms with, okay, I do have this mental illness, you know, um, you know, I deal with anxiety, I do depression, I deal, you know, okay. So there's this idea of yourself being, you know, normal with the air quotes, but that's got, that's going, that's got to go in order for you to take, do what you need to do, show up to the groups you need to show up to, you know, um, take the medication you need to go you know do these things and it's an acknowledgement of that normal self being gone that there's a, a loss of that now right you know a finality to that if you mm -hmm. accept you know these things you have to do so that's that's a, that's a trip right. a lot of people don't handle that well yeah. mm -hmm. but but to your point and it's yeah, just crazy because i was gonna say it's just crazy because closure plays a bigger deal than people think mm -hmm. i mean it's it's almost questioning your sanity too because you can go crazy thinking like yo like i need something 
And the mm-hmm. other person's not willing to meet you halfway with that. And they might have a yeah. right to not yeah. give you that closure. Yeah, they don't owe you. Nobody pain. owes you closure a lot of right. times. No one owes you any of that. And it, I, again, it comes down to the situation that's at hand. It comes down to what took place, what, you know, what kind of person they are, what kind of person you are. A lot of things come into play. And when you deal with closure, it's, it's so, like for me, it's such a big deal for me because I'm the type of person I... With me, I hate change. I have a hard time dealing with change. And I'm from a third world country. I don't like change. So <laughs> yeah, and it's like, even I, I started realizing as a kid when one of my best friends in kindergarten told me that he had to move, mm-hmm. and I hated it. It bummed me out. It affected me the whole day. As a kid, you're supposed to have fun and go happy, go lucky yeah. type of thing. But I was really down because I'm losing my best friend. I'm and, and there's nothing you can do ever. about it as a kid, too. It's just helpless, you know, that, that feeling. And, you know, and for me, at that time, that's a big life event because this is a person that I hung out with every day. Mm-hmm. I have fun hanging out with this person. This is my friend. And mm-hmm. that person's going to be gone. Until this day, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know where he's at, yeah. you know, like, and it bugs me sometimes. Not to say that it's going to alter the way I live my yeah, life, but yeah. it's still, it still makes me feel a certain way. Where I was like, man, yeah. I wonder what, I hope he's okay. I hope he's now at our age, maybe he has a family of his own and a house and all that. I hope he's doing mm-hmm. fine. But it's like, yeah. I missed out on an opportunity to grow old with yeah, this person so and much. share memories. Yeah, and there's me, only that, so much that you can learn, like, again, catching up with people on Facebook. You know, that's kind of the thing. We can, you know, find somebody randomly on Facebook. Oh, from such and such back in the day. You know, and then, you know, you can look at their life real quick and catch up maybe a little bit. But, again, you never get that time back. And that's just life. Like I said, closure is such a big deal, and we, bigger deal than we probably think of it because we have to do it so much. You know, we have to, we have to, de- sorry, we have to deal with so many losses and so many changes, disappointments. And the answers that we get from it are, you know, doesn't always help us. You know, as a, as a child, for example, if your friend is moving away, his family, his family found a better job or whatever. You don't have to leave because the dad got a better job. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, even if you get the answer, that didn't help you. Right. You still want your friend to be there. Especially if you don't even have a concept of money. Well, whatever. Jobs aren't that important anyway. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, so it's all about, you know, it's our perspective. And I think there's a maturity um, that I think along with maturity, one of the metrics of that is how we deal with, um, again, how we deal with loss, how we um, uh, deal with closure um, because it's a need. You know, um, like, not sure it's on Maslow's hierarchy of needs or something like that. I'm not an expert in that field. But in terms of, like, that need for closure, it's a, um, a need to um, get an answer. We want, you know, certainty. We want answers. And when you don't have certainty, when you have doubts, then that leads to anxiety. That leads to, you know, um, unease in us. And, you know, we want, we want that to be alleviated. Yes. And... I think a lot of times we believe we get this answer, we get this closure. If we, like I I mentioned earlier, like the subject, if someone takes their life, but they write a note and tell you or whatever, I mean, it hurts. I don't think it hurts any less. You just have that answer and maybe you can deal with that answer, you know, in a different type of way. Um, But it doesn't stop the pain. You know, it won't won't hurt any less. My, um, My therapist actually asked me, you know, about my great grandmother, because he's catching up on the, you know, my podcast. I told him about it. And episode three, when I spoke about, you know, my great grandmother passing, my OG. Um, so, you know, he saw me, he was like, how are you dealing with that? And I said, you know what, actually, you know, I'm dealing with that pretty well. Um, but I'm, again, this is 
right after I re- recorded the um, podcast about my friend taking his life, you know, the one-year anniversary of that, said that's actually harder still for me to deal with and think of. I think a lot of it because I had way more closure. You know, my, my OG was 94 years old, you know. <laughs> she kind of went out how she wanted to go out in her house. That And, right. again, I got to speak to her on her birthday, you know, that was soon before she passed on Christmas. I see that she was happy. I got to, you know, again, kind of that closure I talked about in episode three was writing, you know, in her memorial, saying goodbye to her, what I read. And so that helps. And so that's, again, it's, it's my family member, my direct family member, uh, you know, and it was easier for me to let that go than, again, my childhood friend taking his life, even if we weren't that close in our adulthood anymore. The, I think the difference is, again, that closure piece. I feel it's so much easier to deal, you know, with my with that with one death as opposed to another. Um, yeah, all things are not equal. This is not one size fits all, and you don't. <laughs> yeah, not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, man, it's 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 crazy because I even think about um, when my ex's brother passed away. You know, I was just in his room like ten hours before his death. Mm-hmm. I was just in his room, just talking to him. You know, I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna do this tomorrow, dude." I'm like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And to get and to wake up ten hours later to call nine one one right away. I'm like, you know, I'm like, what? You know, like. Mm-hmm. It changed so fast. You don't get to, I don't get, like, I don't get it. Why? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know what happened. But it's like, you're left with questions. And I'll Mm -hmm. I'll never get, I'll never get closure from that as to, Mm -hmm. I'll never get to speak to him asking him, you know, what's going on, you know? And, Mm -hmm. but for me, I have to accept that, you know, he's in a better place. He's... Mm -hmm. No more pain, you know, more no more stress, nothing, whatever he mm-hmm. was dealing with, it can't but bother him no more. And you know, it might be weird for my ex and the family to hear me talk about it, but it did affect me and yeah, I didn't yeah. talk about you were it there. that much, you know. Mm-hmm. And that would be even to this day it affects me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and it's it hurts because it's like to see, you know, how he is and to see him change for mm-hmm. the better, to see growth yeah. in that aspect to become you know being a father or you're just trying to be he's trying to be the best person he could be and you know for it to be cut short it, it sucks because mm-hmm. i'm sure there's still things he wanted to do yeah yeah he was a young man so, exactly and it's you know when i speak about suicide and we touched a little bit a lot we touched on it last mm-hmm. episode last couple yeah. episodes and for me it just I have, it's like love and hate for me, man. It's like, I understand how mm-hmm. someone can feel that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I, I hate it because it's a selfish act, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I don't want people out there to think that, oh, you know, whatever. No, it's like, no, it's selfish. Yeah, we're not piling on nobody. No, this is not the judgment yeah. hour, especially not and, from us. <laughs> yeah, and for me, I, I, I feel that way. And I got myself out of it because mm-hmm. I hated the fact that I would think so selfishly about that and not thinking mm-hmm. about what I'd put, put my mom through, what I would mm-hmm. put my friends through, mm-hmm. all the BS I would leave them with. Mm-hmm. And I was just scrolling through TikTok the other night and oh, TikTok, something came Good old TikTok. Man, and that I thing across, is Yes, and I came across this clip of this young black African man crying, mm-hmm. looking at the wall, yelling yeah. at this wall. 
And when they showed it, for uh, it was a, I guess it was like a blanket type of thing that was a memorial for his dad who committed suicide. And, yeah, he's, ye- and he's yelling. I saw that at too. His, yeah. yeah, and he's yelling at him. Like, you left me. Like, you gave up on, like, I was crying when I was watching. I was like, that's, that's, yeah. that's what you left him with. This yeah. is what you left him with, you know? Like, I, I don't care. Yeah, everyone has problems. Everyone has struggles. Everyone has their demons. It takes time to go through it and allow yourself to feel, you know, allow yourself to feel those emotions. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I know. It sucks. You just it want sucks to, to feel. It sucks it to feel. It sucks to feel it all, you know? And it's like, uh-huh. I, it's, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Because think of, again, Making permanent decisions with, over temporary circumstances. Yes. Uh, and it's like, I, I always say, you know, time heals all. And it's, it's just... You just gotta mm. soak. You just gotta go through it. Don't take the easy way out, man. It's mm. it's not worth. It's not worth it. That's all mm-hmm. I gotta say because it's just it just doesn't. And that's just no. my take on it. I don't want people to think that oh, I'm saying that suicide is selfish. That person is selfish. No, it's to me. Mm. That's what I was feeling. We I've uh, always heard. I've always heard. Yeah, you can uh, you can love that person without loving what they do. For real, just the same way we would look at anybody, you know. Um, yeah, that's going through it. You know, we don't have to condone their behavior. We don't like to. We don't have to again because that's some. That's a, one way of coping. Okay, that is the extreme way of coping to just check out all the way. So that is one way that people deal with their pain. And again, we just again discourage that because there's a whole bunch of other ways to deal with it. You know, healthy. But it's not that. But I, I, when I was looking up, you know stuff for this you know why do we need closure closure as soon as you put it in google you know it starts pop- not not the closing of you know a door or anything like that it knows what you're talking about and it says you know why, why do we need it man but it says your brain needs an authentic narrative to make sense of what happened without closure without closure you might keep going back to a relationship that was not, wasn't working that could be doomed mm. to repeat the same relationship patterns the next time around without closure Again, it keeps going, like you say, you'll keep going round and destructive, you know, patterns, keep going back to bad things. But again, if you're not, um, because you don't have that, a narrative that makes sense to you. And and at the end of the day, you know, we our brain wants to make sense of things. So that's yeah. like that. So that's, again, transitioning to what me and my therapist are speaking about. It, it, it kind of comes from that too, that cognitive dissonance, you know, that piece where there's inconsistency with your thoughts, you know. Um, so we see it all the time in the easy example of people that smoke cigarettes, man, everybody and their mother and grandmother at this point knows that cigarettes are bad for you. Okay. Knows they cause health problems associated lung cancer, blase, 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 secondhand smokes, hurts other people. You can have all this knowledge in your mind. Okay. All the facts, figures, data, statistics, you could be in the medical field and yes, you could still be out there on break smoking. You know, that is the truth. It's the truth. We see it all the time. You know, not to pick on cigarette smokers. No, no, no. Okay, but that's just the obvious and most easy one. Because again, the amount of education <laughs> my generation has received. <laughs> yeah. Okay, on cigarette smoking and its harm, but yet people still, with all that, very logical, normal, healthy, functioning, prosperous, loving people, can still do that. And so you have to do two things now. Cognitive dissonance isn't always bad because it can change the behavior. So now all of a sudden, in order to make that sense, in order to deal with that, you know, inconsistency, you know, they change their behavior and they stop smoking. So now that aligns up with what they believe. 
you know, so it's not all bad. It could be positive. But mm-hmm. what's the other alternative? What do we see as well? When people, again, they don't, they change what they think about it. Again, despite the knowledge and the facts, the figures, whatever, you know, they say, you know what, smoking's not that bad. I know all of that, but not for me, though. You know, they have to, that's what you have to do in order to keep moving, in order to keep functioning in your brain, you know, in your, in your, in your uh, mind to keep moving. So yeah. it happens all the time. People, and, and, and it's unhealthy behavior because it, it can cause us, again, to reject new information. You know, uh, we're not, this is not a political show, but I'm going to just put it right there. People, according to their comfort and beliefs, what they've established in their heads, <laughs> okay, they will change, like, even if it's against what they see, they either have to make an explanation about what they see to match their head. You know, they don't want to hear no new information that's going to mess up the narrative they have in their head about what they, you know, we see it all the time, man. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, exactly. So I get, I didn't want to, not even trying to shout out who, you know, this side, which direction or that direction, the rejection of information is, you know, uh, that's one way that, again, we see all the time that people deal, <laughs> you know, you know, with that. And there's, there's entire industries, there's entire narratives, there's entire networks built off getting people to, again, change their minds. Yep. All the advertisement, all the, everything we see on that television, everything advertised. Just talk about TikTok. This stuff is training our brains, training our minds mm-hmm. to think a certain way. And so that way, what will we do? Change our behavior. All of a sudden, we will want to consume a certain thing. <laughs> get used to it. Get used to it. Exactly. Even if it's bad for us. It's been advertised to us so much, man. We all saw Super Size Me. We all see all this stuff know. about, you know, I think, shout out to Chad Ochocinco, you know, uh, Chad Johnson, <laughs> the, 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 oh, the, the McDonald's ambassador, Ocho yes. versus Science. Science, yes. yes. Ocho versus Ocho Science. Versus science. This you man know, has made the mark. <laughs> Shout out to I Am Athlete, by the way. That was a, yeah, that's a I cool remember that episode. Cast, Him and Brandon Marshall, they be going at Literally. it. That was, that was hilarious. These are uh, retired football players. We're talking about people. They're in the media space, have a podcast. So for those that don't yeah, know. So, yeah, so but, apparently Ocho eats McDonald's every day. Apparently. Every day. Every day. He said, it's good. Why wouldn't I do it? It's well, exactly class it's athlete. Good. Why wouldn't I do it? Bad. And he's like, man, he's like, and he was trying to convince Brandon Marshall, who's another, you know, that's a pretty big dude himself. He's yeah, like, he's what? huge. Brandon Marshall yeah. like, it was I did not realize great receiver. Yeah, he's huge. I man. did not realize how built that dude was. Yeah. I just thought he was a skinny, you, tall receiver. No, he you, has some. You know you're big when you stand up to other football players and you're still big. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was, he was trying to convince Brandon Marshall that, you know, give me three months I'll Man. put you on a McDonald's diet. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to eat McDonald's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's fine. Yeah. We're going to work out, man. It's going to be just fine. You're going to get a callus in your body and stuff. You know, you're never going to get injured and all this. It's like, yo. It's a callus in your body. Yes, oh man. Because I was like, but think about that. What, why they're having that conversation is because it is contrary to what we know factually, you know, scientifically. However, because, you know, that person may be just exception to the rule, whatever it is. They can claim because, oh, well, you've been eating this diet, that diet. You've been doing this keto stuff. You've been doing this. You've been doing cutting out carbs. You've been cutting out all this stuff, gluten-free, grain for all of these things. And but you still got injured, right? How many? Yeah, ask me how many right. times I got injured. McDonald's. See, that's what did it. You see what I was? I know. Yeah, that was that was that was crazy. Entertainment, man. It plays with that. That's that's why that is funny, man. Because it 
it plays with that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of, you know, I mean, when it comes to it, I mean, I'm not a scientist or whatever, but it does come down to the, each individual is different. Mm-hmm. What might work for you might not work for me. Yeah, you know hey, what I mean? Model the show. About, this is not one size fits all. Not at all. Yeah. And that goes, same thing with mental health. What, mm-hmm. you know? What works for me as a deep breathing exercise might not work for you because your mm. case might be a little more severe than mine, mm. you know, but I still feel the same way that you do. Mm. But, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's just, to me, it's all based on trial and error. That's what mm. you're going to have to do, unfortunately. That's what doctors you do. Have to, it's risky. Again, meant getting help, just like anything that you're exploring new, anything that you're um, not necessarily familiar with. Yo, if, if you believe you're, but do you believe you're worth it to go ahead and try? All right. You know, you got to have that again. What's your which narrative you're telling yourself? Is it over or is it worth trying? I, I, can you, you know, it's just this how you're going to be. Is that what you're telling yourself? Like, because this is what I spoke about. And going back to what I said on TikTok, the example is like, if you have this idea in your head that you're this messed up person, that you're a bad person, you know, gets in your mind since you were a kid or something, something happened to you. And they always tell you, you're a bad kid. You're a bad kid. You're a bad kid. What do we know that eventually... That child, that person, period, will eventually, in order to make that make sense in their head, they'll start making things and doing things in the environment. Their behavior will reflect that. So now that they're mm-hmm. life, they're living the life of a bad kid. All right. So that, again, it's bad. It's not good. But it makes sense in their mind. You know, if you're a, if somebody tells you if you're a young lady, oh, you're, you know, you're a promiscuous person. I'm not going to use the language, but, you know, you're promiscuous, you fast, you loose, you fast tail girl, da, da, da. You keep telling somebody that when, in, you know, p- that narrative category is created and, you know, how rumors even spread. Well, then some people, they start to believe it about themselves and conform to that behavior, you know. So um, it's something that, again, it's something we have to be on guard for, you know. Consider your mind, consider where your thinking's at. Because, like I said, it can be done for the reverse too. You can stop smoking. My mother, again, she's been, I think, stopped smoking like the year 2000 or something like that, was smoking since she was like a teenager. You know, so don't ever believe that it's over. <laughs> you know, don't believe it's over as long as you're still on this, uh, on this side of the earth. Um, that's another thing too. Yeah. I used to be a smoker. I, oh, was, I, know, a I, I was wondering when you was going to bring it up. I was like, I knew, I knew, I, you know. Man, marble menthol lights. <laughs> people that know my Asian people, marble menthol lights. I know, yeah. or marble lights, or marble reds. I smoked them all. I, it was just—it was a great stress reliever. Was it in a know? box? Give it to me. You know. <laughs> and it was crazy because, like, anytime I felt stressed, I would have a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Anytime I got in my car, I would have a cigarette. So I started training my mind, telling me that I needed it. I needed mm-hmm. it. It was just, it became routine. Kind of like you wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, you wash your face, you brush your teeth. Yep, Me, I woke up in the habit. morning, I smoke a cigarette, then I'll brush my teeth. And all mm-hmm. like, after every meal, I need a cigarette. Oh, how I miss the cigarette after eating. People mm-hmm. that smoke know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> man, it's, it's deep. It's, it's like the dessert. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, that first, that, that, hold that smoke in, and then you just, you know, you know, just triggered some people. Somebody trying to quit smoke. You just hit that line right oh. there. You just hit it. Oh, <laughs> believe me, guys. Cord on them. I was a pack a day. If I didn't stop it, it'd become two packs a day. Mm, but what that stopped sounds me, about right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every break, every oh, I look forward to my fifteen minute breaks at mm-hmm. work. It was like fifteen minutes. Boom! I, that's enough to get two two cigarettes in. Enough. 
I worked at the bank, and I had to deal with upset customers that didn't know how to hold on to their money. Uh -huh. So I get yelled at a lot. So I needed those cigarette breaks. Oh, my and goodness. Those yeah, jobs are stressful. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And it got to the point where, here's the messed up thing, right? I worked out a lot back then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was at That's the gym true. before. <laughs> before I went into the gym, I had a cigarette. By the time the I left the gym, I needed a, my post-workout cigarette. I needed that. <laughs> Along with my protein shake. It's like, it's like, yo. And then mm -hmm. one day, how I quit, one day I got home from the gym. At this point, I had other health issues that I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, so I need, I know, I, I know. Here's the thing, guys. I was type 2 diabetes, and I still smoked. Yeah, yeah. I, I started having heart true. problems, and I still smoked. See, all the information I have, even mm -hmm. with my health issues at that time, I was still having my cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Just because it was habit. It was just, it was... You know, it was comforting, even if yeah. it's bad for you. That brings comfort to the mind to do it. Yes, it's familiar. So I had to find alternatives and ways that I could trick my mind into something. Like I know this is bad for me. So one day after a good workout session, I had one cigarette left, and I forgot to stop at the gas station. Mm -hmm. I went home, and I had the cigarette, and I just felt that like I couldn't breathe. You know, mm -hmm. I was halfway through the cigarette. I didn't think anything. I was like, man, I said, "F it." And I threw my cigarette. It was half half left, right? The moment I flicked it away, a part of me kind of felt like, should I go back and get it and finish it? And like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't so ready, I did, no. <laughs> so I was like, you're like, you know what? Just go inside. Let's sit down, play video games, get your mind off it. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I was like, okay. Hour goes by. I'm like, okay, this is good. It's good. Two hours later, I, was like, I think I need to stop at the gas station. I was mm -hmm. like, no, don't. Don't do it. And I looked underneath mm -hmm. my dresser and I saw my old uh, electronic cigarette. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll use that. I'll vape and see, you go. know, we're, how it goes. We're ourselves off this. Come on, let me, getting off the hard stuff. Now I'm just, you know. Right. And then as I went to work, I was like, don't stop at the gas station. Just go straight mm -hmm. to work. Go straight to work. I have my e-cig. I should be good. I've never taken so many bathroom breaks. <laughs> to go in the bathroom so and pop on the easy. And nobody ever never knew. But the mm -hmm. next thing I knew, you know, it went from a day to a week to a month. Next thing I know, mm -hmm. six months down, and I haven't had a cigarette. Yeah. And there I you go, man. and I I remember wanting one at that point. I was like, mm -hmm. all right. Because at this point, I was having dreams that I had a cigarette and I would wake up pissed man, thinking dreams, that I had a cigarette. Boy. <laughs> it was bad. And then I finally, I woke up and I was like, oh man, I was pissed. I don't know why I woke up pissed because I thought that I actually smoked a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I haven't had a cigarette. Maybe I'll reward myself, you know? So I took one hit. Oh, wow. And I took one hit of a cigarette and I threw it. And mm -hmm. I was like, that tasted like ah. Like that was that was the closure you needed, right? Yeah. There. I was like, there man, I was like, yo, that my taste buds were back. So I was like, having a cigarette for the first time that it was, I felt like I just put my tongue in the ash like that's wow. what it, and I was like nah I'm I'm good and then I started and then you know that goes on mm -hmm. to a year I haven't had mm -hmm. a cigarette now the smell of a cigarette started making me nauseous mm -hmm. now like all that I started to smell things better now I started mm -hmm. feeling better and meanwhile I'm still vaping at this time and then slowly eventually I started weaning out the vape now too so it's like alright I was yeah. able to do it and now it's like I could go into a gas station, not worry about being like, here's there 20 on exactly. behaviors of change. Yes. No, yeah, there's no more asking for a pack or, you know, whatever. Now it's just like, here's 20 on 10. Yeah. yeah. And again, even the language, how you say it's okay. Hey, let me get a, 
20 on 5 and a pack of marble like, like it just comes out yep. as the same yeah. thing you it know what I'm saying it becomes much. a different exactly <laughs> you know that's that's deep man that's like, you know? I can't even imagine being like yeah, yeah I got uh, 20 on pump 5 and can I get a pack of marble lights mm-hmm. it just felt it felt nice it felt yep, normal yep, to say yep. that. It was it's like, comforting man, yeah, and now it's just like 20 on 10 I'm like, All right. you don't even say it with as much enthusiasm man just put 20 on 10 man yeah, I'm no longer making life decisions <laughs> at the gas station, meaning I have $20, oh so that's enough goodness. for me to get 15 bucks in gas and 5 bucks for cigarettes. Okay, I'm glad you brought it up, because I'm about to say, man, when they raised the price of cigarettes, too, because I worked at a gas station, oh, you know, oh, briefly, like, you know, um, before I started working at the uh, the bank with you, right after college, working at Super America on University and Broadway, so it was super busy. But just when I really realized how, like, how much cigarettes were just... Like I had uh-huh. no cigarettes. I never knew nothing really about cigarettes like that. And all of a sudden, you know, working at a work behind a gas station counter, you got you no know, red shorts, longs, yeah. hundreds, yep. different yep. brands, menthol, it, all this stuff, man. Here's like, how it went. Like this, it, was, it got it got so crazy. So, so all the people that went to uh, Egan High School, shout out Egan High School. <laughs> all my people that smoked cigarettes at that time, you guys would know the two for ones on the parliaments. I worked at a gas station too, and I've seen everyone coming in. Ones in the parliaments, no funkadelic. Like, no. You know, and I was like, man, because it brings back memories. I remember like some days I'd had like eight bucks and they'll have like these cool cigarettes. They're like menthols, mm-hmm. they're like green, they're a pack of cools. Yeah, and they're cool always the two for packs. ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I got, I'll save some money here and buy the two for ones. And that's, you start seeing the deals coming up with two buy two, get one free, all this stuff. Man, always that's, a cigarette deal. Yeah. They're going to yeah, get pack, you. Packs, at least in my day when I smoked, it was be like two ninety five. And it started slowly climbing to like three fifty. It was four bucks. And Man. I remember last last pack I bought was a pack of Marble Mental Lights, one hundreds. And it was seven, like seven eighty nine or something like that. Like, see, I, I see. don't even want to know what, how how much it is now. Man, uh, man, especially in the bigger cities too, like man, oh, Chicago oh, and stuff. Oh. oh my god, like ten dollars a pack, like plus, like. Yeah. Again, the kind, the things you have to do in your mind, the gym, that stuff has to really have an addiction and train your behavior. So again, it's not just the smoking; it's the the way that you're, you know, buying your gas, the your after eat routine to get you so ingrained to keep you hooked oh, man, as the price goes up. I was like, yo, I, it's undeniable. We can see it, man. <laughs> it, it's just crazy because it was it was hard, man. I'm not gonna lie. So it's like people that you know might be easy for me to say no to cigarettes now, but it's like you gotta understand. That cigarette was that was like my friend, my mm, my it was a relationship. It was like I could always count on that for no matter what yeah. time of day. That cigarette was there for me, mm. you know, like doing breakups, through arguments with close friends, arguments with the family. I lost a job, you know, mm-hmm. realizing my my sport career is gonna go nowhere no more. Mm. Injuries like things that dealing went with down, loss. yeah, loss. dealing with loss during the times that I was suicidal dealing with depression and anxiety it was there for me to be like yo it's okay take a deep breath but take mm-hmm. a little bit of this poison with you yep and exactly hey no problem uh 20 on pump five and a pack of marble <laughs> right. throughout all you can still repeat that and that's consistency it's oh, comfort. man we need to have steve back on the show but, steve and more yes. more awareness tease more, we need you back on the show because we're having a, we're getting into a discussion kind of about addiction now and stuff again out of my depths out of we're not experts on, on that field but Definitely need to have you back because I think we're we're tapping into something. I didn't expect it to turn in, into that, but to be honest with you, I I forgot that you smoked me. You know, yeah. See, look yeah, at, man, it's look it's, at the world. It's, <laughs> I forgot. It's, it's crazy because, man, 
so many years that I smoked. Okay, here's like the perfect day for me. Back in the day when I, I you know, when I was, I was young once, and <laughs> I couldn't hold a job. I was wanting to find the next thing. Da, da, da. Ah, one of those kids. And I would scrounge up change, right? My good day, when I wasn't working, good day, I'll find quarters and change around the house to get about four or five bucks. I would go to Essay, which is Super America at the time, gas yeah, station, yeah. and I had the speedy rewards. So yep, depending on how much rewards. you spend, you get free food, free drinks, whatever. Mm, that's so where I work at day I for me. <laughs> So a good day for me, I'd go get a pack, a fresh pack of cigarettes, you know. And then I have enough left over on rewards, and I get like a big 30 ounce of soda. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I'm lucky, I can get a bag of chips. Man, playing the Speedy Rewards game, you brought me yes. back with that one. Oh, yes. yes, I did, man. And then I'd meet up with my friends at the park where we played basketball, grill, and I'd be happy. I got my coat. I got my smokes. I'm chilling. <laughs> and that was a good day for me. Just that's how much cigarettes meant to me. And like my mind was so used to just getting that cigarette, the nicotine fix. Mm -hmm. And man, I still remember the day I threw away that last cigarette. Mm -hmm. No, nah, man. That's and that's not... why, like, I go back to what I was reading when I was looking at this up. Your brain needs an authentic narrative to make sense of what happened. That last cigarette, again, that's why you went back to it because you just kind of gave it up. I mean, like, oh, I'm curious. All right, let me go back to it one time. You didn't have closure because without closure, you might keep going back to a relationship that wasn't working. <laughs> you're gonna keep going back and so it was that last that last drag when it didn't taste the same no more when you were truly you know adjusted your, your body it caught up with that and so now it was rejecting it and so that was like the closure like man i can't you know do it no more it's like i think we've all been there like when you try to you know in various yes. different types of ways all right i'm just leave it like that when you try to go dip out and do the old thing again try to see if you still got it so to speak and then all of a sudden, it ain't hitting like it used to. Don't feel the same. You can't just. There you go. And sometimes that's what you need to be done with it. That's that some closure just we best. seek. You feel me? I'm not, some things you know. are just best left in the past, man. Yeah, some things are best left in the past. But again, what keeps us? Just no, It's a natural thing. Again, so that's why we brought it up earlier. What do, you, what do you do when you get those answers? Okay. Is it you got closure, actually, but is it the closure you're seeking? You know, what's going to be good enough for you? I heard like, um, I don't know if it actually applies to this. It's like, you know, a smart guy, you know, learns from mistakes, a wise, you know, wise person learns from the mistakes of others types of thing. When they tell you, you know, when the old head's like, hey, man, I've relapsed too before. I tried to go. I wanted people in the streets. Let's talk about it like that, man. People that are in the streets are, you know, getting fast money, you know, in a certain sense. That's an addiction, too. And all of a sudden, you know what? I got to get out the game. I'm going to... How many movies we've seen about this, man? That, that one movie, Blow, with Johnny Depp. That one last score. I'm going to just do it this one last time. And then, bam. That'd be the last, you know? Be the last time for a whole bunch of things in your life. And, but, you know, it comes... You know, it's just it just comes from us naturally. So, again, that's why you got to do the work and be, you know, aware of what's on your mind, what you're thinking. Because... Again, seeking to do a good thing, perhaps. Like I said, even the cognitive dissonance thing, it's not necessarily bad. It's how you use it. You can, by, you know, getting the knowledge and the good things that we do know and the right things we know to do, the, you know, eating healthier, you know, what we shouldn't, shouldn't be consuming, relationships we shouldn't go back to. You know, that it is good for us to still seek those things so that it can, um, we have the opportunity for that to change our behavior, you know. But 
again, we have to be aware. We have to, you know, um, be mindful that if we're thinking the wrong things, if we're not thinking positive things about ourselves, about our situation, about our life, then we will, you know, conform our world to fit that messed up narrative. We'll mess up the world because we're messed up. Great example of that. How many times have we heard a friend, you know, speaking for a friend, not me or anything, of course not. When they're used to toxic relationships, they're used to drama, you know, they're used to, you know, people putting hands on each other and stuff. You know how bad some people get out there with relationships. And mm. all of a sudden they can get into a, a stable, loving, nice relationship with a person that, you know, supports them, give them emotional support, all those things that they were missing. But if they're not, their mind hasn't changed, okay? If in their mind they believe that, you know, it's more comforting, you know, um, for them to be in a drama field maybe more abusive, you know, type of relationship, they'll blow up that good relationship. They'll start viewing it as a negative right. thing. Why? Because the, what's it's actually going on, the peace, yeah, the peace and, you know, all, all that feeling good and all that love, it actually is hurting with those thoughts in your head. That inconsistency is giving you anxiety. You know, you're interpreting that, you know, interpreting love is pain to you. Which is something that happens all the time. Exactly. And you'll blow that up, blow up a perfectly good relationship. You know, perfectly good job, you know what I'm saying, to keep it real out here, because you don't think you deserve it. You don't think you're worth it. You're used to bad treatment. What happens when you win? Dealing with success. If you really think you're a loser and all of a sudden you win, but you still feel like a loser, man, people have done drastic things over there. And that's another thing uh, that you brought up that I want to touch on is relationships. Don't bring what you have in your past to your new relationship. Oh, hello. It's 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 not fair to that person. So meaning don't get involved in a relationship if you're not ready for lady. You know what I mean? And it's like for me, I had to learn the hard way where I was wanting to be in a relationship. And when I was in one lover boy. And anxiety plays plays a very big role when you when you're the one dealing with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And you're expecting the other person to be some sort of comfort for you. I understand that. Yep. Mm, That's a lot of pressure to put on a partner. Yep. And for me, when I was, I was finding a relationship until later on in our relationship, I started having anxiety. A lot of my insecurities start to come up in the past. Mm -hmm. And I would project that onto her, which isn't fair to her. And we were able to work things out through that. But for me to see it happen where it took almost, it really took me losing that relationship to realize, mm-hmm. be like, maybe I wasn't ready for a relationship that I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, now I'm fine. Now I know what I want. Now I know how I am and what I need in yeah. a relationship to work. I'm not looking for love in a sense where, oh, it's a movie style love. Because you grew yeah, up Disney, believing that. That's Disney, it's man. Not, we yeah. got sold that for real. They sold us Life hard. is not like that, you know? So it's like, I, and for me, the other person now I look for is like, how are you going to be compatible in my life? Are you going to add to it to make it better? Or are you going to be, you know, because that's what initially well, what you should Compatibility, for. compatibility. Yeah. That's, that's a serious you know, word. Do, do we work well together? You know, like, mm. that's the one thing I'm looking for. It's like, I might be goofy and funny, but are you going to be able to just 
maybe be the more serious side because I know when it comes to serious you, stuff. You need my balance. You, yeah. Yeah. You balance me out, you know? Yeah. You enhanced my life and, but, you know, we could work well together. You know, I have goals. You have goals. I don't want to be the only source of your happiness either. That's not fair to me. Too much pressure. Again, just like you know? that partner's not your therapist. <laughs> exactly. For so real. now it's like, it's to the point where now I've, I've had so many like relationship things that has happened to me. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? It started messing with my mental because I'm like, I'm a good person. I treat, I'm sexy, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like for me, it's like, you know what? How many times have you been that guy where it's like a girl will come to you? Oh, I wish my boyfriend was like you. Oh I, man, no, oh, man. That, I'm like, uh, no, no, let's let's stop. That. See, what ha- that's what happens when you're a nice guy, man. You getting a friend, you know. Yeah, and, and that's why. Yeah, and again, nothing wrong with being friends with the person. Now, actually, ladies and stuff that I like kicking it with, hanging with, you know. I'm not one of the people that say men and women can't be friends. I'm just saying, usually, you know, that could really suck because ladies make kind of messed up friends when they like. It can be very insensitive, oh, you know, to especially when you're in a relationship, man. Like, they can be very can insensitive to your feelings as a friend. <laughs> you know, I, I saw this another thing that someone was saying. Like, a girl asked him, do guys even ask girls to be their girlfriends anymore? And he said, no. And here's why. <laughs> Wait, because- we talk about TikTok, right? Yes, I'm sure of you course. saw that. Man, dude, TikTok oh, is the God. abyss. I'm, I'm on it because of this platform. We do have a TikTok. Consider yes. mine. Um, but really, man, I'm just figuring out how to use it. I'm just seeing And oh, my goodness. It's, it's the black hole <laughs> TikTok of is relationship. The devil. Man, <laughs> I, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little more innocent than I thought. I, I ain't been through nothing, okay? Compared <laughs> to yes. these people, apparently. And it's, it's, it's crazy because it's, Things are changing, you know, like it's just mm-hmm. like I said, I know we touched on it a couple of episodes ago where I was like, you're not going to see, hey, we've been together for 60 years. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. too many options nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Too many. A lot of divorces you know, you know, have happened, there, man. You know what? That's the reason why I think I'm like, I've been single for so long. There is too many options. Because I'm always thinking there's someone better. And you that's what, what you say to somebody yes. when you get in a breakup. Oh, there's always someone better coming along. But when I say it out of nowhere, I'm mm. ignorant. Yeah, you know? and there's some science to that because if you give too many, if you give people too many choices, they don't choose at all, really. The less choices you give them, the easier it is. Like, again, yes. as a salesperson, they know this. Again, you don't give, you don't like present them with a whole list of all the packages. You give them like two or three. Yes. Hey, okay, we can either go with this or we go with that. Sales 101. Actually, there you go. Here's you know, we know most- a little bit about this. And so, yes. And so it's deceiving us, man. Like, yo, it makes it seem like there's always a ton more options and everybody's available. And, and everybody really purports themselves as single, and which is messed up. Again, I know we're getting a little off subject, folks, but bear with us. But, you know, you can become single at any time. All you have, you could be sitting next to your partner and create a whole dating profile on your phone and purport yourself <laughs> out there as single. Like immediately know. without the other partner not knowing, no warning signs, no nothing. That is new. All right. That's why there's so many single <laughs> people nowadays, new. man. Exactly. You don't know like all these people on dating apps, they're not single like that either. Like they just again, it could be for ego boost. Oh. There could be a whole bunch of reasons oh. they're on it for attention boost. I I'm in, you know, getting in the social media thing. A lot of these people really are just driving traffic to their social media. 
you know? And so, yeah, again, that's creating. There you go. And so, again, creating, what's the theme of the day? The cognitive dissonance, man. You know, yeah. how, is, how is this media. squaring with you, what's going on in my mind? How, how am I looking and what's going on? And I'm swiping and da da da. And making that stuff make sense to what you believe about yourself in your mind and separate like that's distorting a lot of yeah. I think social media is very convenient, mm-hmm. but it is gonna be the end of us all. <laughs> wow, you do that went dark. That I mean, okay, think about it. Well, it's been a good episode. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know, like okay, some people are like I saw, I watch. YouTube, as I'm sure everyone does. And there's this group that I watch called the Sidemen. And the Sidemen, they did this thing where it's uh, 20 women in one or something like that. And this guy is saying, how many followers you have mm-hmm. to engage if she's even worth his time? Oh, wow. That's, That's not it. exactly what he was going for because it was a mm-hmm. dare for him to sound extra arrogant yeah. and look at all the, you know. But you take that and you think like, you know, a lot of people do look at that. Record Yo. labels nowadays in music. Oh, mm-hmm. how many followers do you have? Oh, yeah, I was just talking about you. this with my friend. Exactly. You got to have it already. You, you, know, you got to have this perception have... again that you're already this celebrity or this mini, you know, boxing nowadays. Popular Look person. at Jake Paul. Jake yep. Paul has only been training boxing for three, four years, making mm-hmm. more than fighters that have been training all their all lives. All their lives. Champions, current because, champions. Because he has a following. Absolutely. That's why he's able to be put in these positions where he's going to make money. Yep, he's figured out a way. But again, how to monetize your following. At the end of the day, that's yes. what this is about. And Content creation, that, modern, you know, monetizing your audience. And on top of it, he's playing the villain. So people want to see him get knocked out. So mm-hmm. they're going to pay to see it. If there's yeah. a chance that he's going to get knocked out and get this guy, this YouTuber or whatever, yeah. to shut the hell up, Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna pay good money yeah, to see. They're that, in the but, same business. They they and he's making money. They, they took a note you know? right out of the the uh, Floyd Money Mayweather handbook. Exactly. You make more money with as the villain. People will pay more money yes. to actually see you lose. Your haters actually yes. make you the most money, the most attention. They're the ones that. How are, you think he got me to disappear for man. you? Man, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yes, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. That's true. That messed up our whole friendship. So we've been friends for years, <laughs> but there was a time where it was up in the air, man. <laughs> but yeah. the truth is, again, that, there's a psychology behind it, and again, we see yeah. it. We see it in our day. You know, if you open your eyes and kind of pay attention to this stuff, you know, in terms of the light of, okay, what's this doing? You know, what's the psychology behind this? Why are they, you know, doing it like this? What What's the point of, you know, you know, putting one thing versus the other? You know, what is this setting off in me? You know. And if you pay attention to your own behavior, man, what makes me click on this? What, what really, all right, why right. am I choosing to do this and not this? What have you been trained to want to consume? And again, that's why I'm scared of TikTok, boy. That algorithm is too good. It will give uh, you, you know. Again, but but and again, you know, that's another part, too, because we're in a very low information age and all these algorithms, really, it, it allows us to only see what we want to see. We It allows them to... The, to delude ourselves you know to to be delusional because then you're vulnerable mm-hmm. and you're you can you can be manipulated you can go buy what they want you to buy consume what they want you to consume you know so there, there's a mm-hmm. method to it but it's um yeah man it's it's deluding us all of a sudden you can turn on one channel or one station or listen to one you know lane of whatever it is and get all the confirmation you know you need about what you've been thinking confirmation bias comfort to your brain you know, all right. of a sudden, that, that thing you've been thinking, you know what, there's somebody else that thinks it too. You know what, this and that and about the, you know, the the poke, the 
vax and all of that stuff. Why you can literally con- yeah. just get into an echo chamber easier than ever, and it make you feel justified. And you know what? You're gonna avoid things that you know give you discomfort. You know the real world, so to speak. You'll stay in the matrix. You know if you're coming up against information, you know things that are happening. You know in real life that are going against this narrative that you've built for yourself, this very comforting narrative to make you feel right. Yo, you'll reject it. You'll, you know, it's just, that's just how it is, man. Um, you know, we see it all the time, man. Yeah. And it's crazy, you know, and, and mental health should be, you know, something that you discuss every day. With it the should be required clients. study. Yes, because it affects everybody every day. It could you know, as simple as simple as things like remember the feeling of you having to give your first speech in front of a class. That mm-hmm. is anxiety to the max. Yo, I hate the, speaking in front of people. That's the and number one fear still. There you go. That's what this that's the number one still fear public speaking. <laughs> Man, that shakiness in your voice that you're about to pass out, like your knees are about to give out. Yo, I used yeah. to make up any excuse I could to not go up and give a speech or a report in front of class. Like I hated it. And Mm -hmm. it's it's just, you know, to go to deal with that emotion. Now think of having that feeling that just hits you out of nowhere and you're just hanging out. Like that's anxiety attack. Like (laughs) just out of nowhere, you just feel like that. And Mm -hmm. it's it's not normal. Feel like you're giving a speech up in front of your class naked any moment. And all eyes are on you. Next thing you know, you the one looking crazy because now you're all wide-eyed looking at everyone looking at you. You know, like, it's not a good feeling to be in. And <laughs> no. I, trust me, there's been times I had anxiety slash panic attacks and I'm in the middle of a grocery store and I just book out. Everyone's looking at me. I leave my cart full of food, everything. I just run. Mm-hmm. I just get out. I'm like, all right. Whew. You know, and it's, 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 it's crazy because it's like I'm just doing my daily routine and a thought in my head would trigger something in me where it makes you just drop everything and just leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's it's scary, yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's like I know for a fact that it's not normal because I shouldn't be doing a grocery shop and just leave everything there just to leave outside. You know, yeah. that's... You'll do erratic and irrational behavior, again, to to get back comfortable, to, to avoid it. You know, shy away from um, situations or whatever it is that's going on that's making you feel that way. You know, your your flight you've hit full flight, you know, mechanism, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a survival mm-hmm. thing. You know, we're at the end of the day, people, this is all about survival. We are, you know, trying to live. Our bodies want to survive our mind. We have, you know, survival instincts. Yeah, and so all exactly. these things are actually coming from our body and our mind trying to, you know, survive and it's trying to stay here yeah. and trying and to regulate know. everything, you know, itself. And yeah. so it, and yeah. the anxiety, the fight or flight thing is not all bad. It's what mm-hmm. kept us alive for and all those years. There you go. Absolutely, man. <laughs> you need just, to be able to. Yeah. yeah, you need to be under stress. Again, that's where comes that stress. We talked about it in previous episodes that cortisol, you know, is released in your body. Yeah. So you know, you stop certain. You know, you stop the growth mechanism, storing fat, all this stuff, digestion that'll cut off. And so it's time for you, so you can get all the blood you need in your legs to run away from whatever it is that could, you know, 
be eating you <laughs> or that mm-hmm. you because you don't have time to worry about that if you're dead then you don't got time to worry about your mental health <laughs> yeah it's, it's, you know? we don't want to necessarily say these things are all bad and you know <laughs> you need to be doped up and so that you're all your, the natural yeah. natural mechanisms in your body and your thoughts yeah. you know are and, just dulled and numbed out that's the opposite of what we're talking about yeah. you know and also understand that mental health is not just your simple anxiety and depression it's addiction it's mm-hmm. it's addiction it's you know bipolar it's you know just many things fall into mm-hmm. mental health and mm-hmm. you know we'll continue these conversations as we go forth and we'll continue to touch on everything that we can mm-hmm. and speak upon our experiences and knowledges and hopefully to hear from you guys as well to shit you know we're still waiting for some people we got some but we'd like to hear more you know stories yeah. from people out there you know let's get this community going Get people sharing, right. you know, and just build this together, guys. I mean, we're here, you know, to listen, to mm-hmm. give advice the best we can to hopefully be a resource for people out there that are looking for therapists. We had Rupert Missick here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, hypnotherapist, Rupert Missick, firstlightcounseling.com.au. Yes, and we're trying to, you know, reach out to people, you know, even if you're dealing with addiction, like our buddy Steve Moore mm-hmm. with More Awareness Tees. He does have something that he's trying to do for sober housing and everything like that. Like we want to reach out to the community as well and see, you know, who else out there is trying to make a difference or wants to make a difference and want to be heard, you know, just reach out to us and, you know, we definitely get your voices out there for you too. If that, you know, that's the case. For so, sure, for sure, man. Talk to us. We talk back. You know, we try to be friendly. We, you know, we be dealing with serious topics and everything. But as you see, man, we're not, we're not downers. Um, we enjoy people. You know, we enjoy life, and we enjoy, you know, sharing our experiences because, um, this is, you know, this isn't our therapy, but it is therapeutic. You know, yes. to get stuff out like this, to have conversations. Um, you know, yes. um, it, it, it's good for you. Um, it's good for your mind. It's good for your body. It's ultimately, um, good for your whole self so uh thanks again for joining us you know um for another edition of the uh, consider your mind podcast and we will see you next week yes sir see you guys thank you peace